What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jacobs, as always. I got to hop on the podcast today with my good friend, Cody Redlick. He popped on here. We got to talk about everything Bucks, and it was a very chill conversation after the Knicks game tonight, and we got to talk about everything. The Zeller trade, uh, potential trades coming up, Jabari's play lately, um, Prunty's coaching, uh, the schedule ahead. We talked a lot about kind of playoffs picture and how that looks in our minds. Um, we had a great fan question from Atmers Painter on Twitter and got to that. Uh, so, without further ado, hit the music. Antetokounmpo, defended by Thomas. Time winding down. Antetokounmpo, on the fade, it's good! At the buzzer! The Milwaukee Bucks stun the Knicks. On the last second, game winner by Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, everybody. We are here with one of my really good friends, Cody Retlick. He is on the Google Hangout right now. He is at home, just got done watching the next game. Cody, how are you? Only because that sucks and we couldn't get it to work, so. Oh, so. For the win. Blame it on Skype. <laughs> Actually, no, blame it on Max because you couldn't get it to work on your Mac. No, I could get it. It just, you know, it took a while, and Google's beautifully preloaded to my Chrome, so it's, it's fine. Oh, there you go. It works. It's awesome. <laughs> Only if we were sponsored by Google. <laughs> okay, so let's talk. Well, let's just start right out. I think one of the biggest things that happened in the past two days, other than the Bucks just winning, obviously, is the Tyler Zeller trade. I listened to it. Ted Davis had me going while I was in the oh. gym, so don't worry about it. I caught, I caught the game, but... Tyler's no, Zeller. That's fine. That's what? what you That's what you do. You always got a sidekick. That's right. What? At, at Ty Davis. Yeah, and plus if I don't watch the game, I know the person out here always has. Let's get to your agenda since you watch the game. Yeah. This is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> There's three other, two other games to talk about plus trades. And we're yeah, we'll get there. Uh, all right, so Tyler Zeller traded for Rashad Vaughn plus two second rounders. Um, the first second rounder is the one that we traded to... Uh, Phoenix for Eric Bledsoe, but we are giving up our protected status, so if it falls in between the 37th and 48th pick, I believe, it goes to the Nets. If not, it goes to the Suns. And we also gave up a 2020 second rounder. Um, Rashad Vaughn was kind of a loose asset anyway. We weren't going to do anything with him. We didn't extend his contract. So what is your overall thoughts on this trade? I mean, did you like it? Do you really care about it that much? What do you think? No, I don't give a, I don't really care about it that much, honestly. Why not? I mean, like I've had mentioned earlier before we started recording this thing, we should just sign Cantor, except we have, you know, terrible contract. I get that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I like Plumlee. I like I like that trade. Possibly, you know, he's seven footer. We got another one. I mean, uh, you know, that's three, three seven footers on a team. It's pretty pretty hard to. Muthan seven foot two. So can shoot what? Muthan seven feet two. So I mean, you got him on that's there. Three. That yeah. was three. Oh, that was the third? Included. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got four? We're... I don't know. You think I'm thinking of... Technically, Giannis is six, nine and a half, so he's like almost seven feet. Really? He's yeah. Six, nine and a half. Yeah, because we drafted him, him at six, okay. seven. I'm seven, five, though, so it makes up. Yeah. But, I mean, Tyler Zeller is like almost, a, just he's just a cheaper John Henson. So, can you see, and this is an interesting thing I've seen, is that there's the thoughts rolling around that Henson is essentially going to be traded or is lumped into a trade right now, which is why we picked up Zeller 
to have as almost a backup and he's a cheaper backup. So would you be happy to see him go? Or like, what would you look to see him be traded for? I mean, ideally another big guy for sure. We need to, we need some, some size. You could also argue we need guards. Excuse me? You could argue that we need guards. I mean, Delhi's out for four weeks now, so and Brogdon's out for eight. And Delhi's four weeks with an ankle sprain. Yeah, so... Ankle sprain. Oh, I get ankles, you can roll them, you can... But, oh, man, just... Come on, Delhi. <laughs> so it's Delhi's fault? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Delhi's fault. It's Delhi's fault. Spray the ankle. <laughs> tape it up. Get Please, out there. Get, tape it up. Come on. We got braces that are... Amazing. We've all played in them, working with it in two weeks, three weeks. But anyway, yeah. Ideally, we would like a. I, I don't know why I keep going back to it, but I know they were talking about it today. I was watching on Sports Center. Uh, Whiteside getting it wrapped into a trade that's bringing him to Cleveland and whatnot and with LeBron and everything. And it's like, you know, Whiteside would be. I don't know if we have anything of value to give up, to give some. Something like Whiteside. I mean, do we? I mean, other than we can't give up. I mean, Jabari would have to be wrapped up in that. I mean, for sure, but just a man. I think, I mean. Yeah, but he, again, he's being paid way too much money. I guess if you're going to give up Jabari for him, then go for it. But I think our number one goal right now is to clear cap room to give him that max contract that he wants, and he's going to get offered in restricted free agency. We do have Jabari's bird rights, and we can technically pay over the cap if the owners are willing to pay the property or the um, luxury tax on it. But I don't think that's what they want to do. So I think they're going to be looking to clear Delhi. I mean, I would love to clear Toledovich's contract. I mean, he's being paid ten and a half million dollars to sit on the bench. Which, hey, you know, my thoughts go out to him. It's a tough injury, and yeah, he's you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Exactly. You know, so I think that that's going to be their number one thing. And with Henson sitting there with another ten and a half million dollar contract per year. You know, that's something that's going to need to be unloaded to clear some room to give Jabari what he needs. I mean, ultimately, I want to see Jabari stay here, so I don't know why we're having this conversation. Because you're talking about trading Whiteside. You're talking about giving up Jabari for him. Uh, yeah, brought up. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Got you there. But, oh, got me there, didn't you, great Scott? You got me. Jesus. <laughs> you got me. Can we swear on this podcast? Is it? Yeah, it's the fucking internet. Like, who cares? I was just wondering. All right, jump all on a jump all. Let's okay. move on to that. Sure, hey, let's do it. So six minutes in, this is going really well. Let's see the game. There was a jump ball. Giannis and Porzingis before Porzingis went out with an injury, which I don't know if you even know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Happened. It looked... Looked like it was bad at first, but I honestly don't know if it's if it's that bad. Like he, he got up and he was fine with it. I think just like the shock of his knee going back, maybe. Yeah, reports Nowadays, were a littlest thing can can happen, but literally they both went up for the jump ball, <laughs> met in the middle with their big lengthy arms. The ref didn't throw it high enough, and they just clamped it together and brought it back down. <laughs> Called another jump ball on a jump ball. It was I'd never seen it. So I just you know that's. That is true. That's something that's not very seen very often. I mean, it's I mean, fucking hilarious. Uh, I mean, the only thing I've ever seen is like when you play 2K and you're, the guy you're playing just doesn't jump on the jump ball because he, yeah. It's a simulation. <laughs> it doesn't count, I'm talking something. My own two eyes that I've seen people get paid to play for. <laughs> They're not players long. Like the video, 
Okay, that's not another paid sponsorship. Players Lounge. Okay, if you listen. Yeah, there is zero paid sponsorships for this podcast that has like 10 people listening to it. So. We're negative. We're negative. <laughs> We're negative. Yes, I am making negative money a month on this podcast. I'm so. paying you guys to listen to this. Right now. <laughs> oh, that do explains. You want to? <laughs> um, okay, but yes, so to Chris actually Brown follow up. We'll get there, but let me talk about let's talk about Kristaps' um, injury because reports were that he was was able to put weight on it going to the MRI. He seemed to be walking okay on it um, going down there um, at the uh, at the garden. So I think that's good. I mean, that's what you want to hear. He's a great player, and you don't want to see him go out with an injury like that. We've seen a lot this season. Um, Demarcus Cousins, the most notable one of them all, tore his Achilles, ruptured his Achilles. Yeah. So. Sent out a picture tonight too. So that. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's you know, T's and P's out there for him. It's always the knee. Um, but so let's talk about Sterling Brown. I mean, you want to talk about this missed missed dunk, which I saw. It was uh, pretty pretty hilarious. Well, hilarious. Four or five times before he got to midcourt, and then almost tripped over his laces. So it was <laughs> it was pretty comical before that. I'm just like, oh god, what's gonna happen here? I was hoping he just stopped and laid in, but he still ended up going for it and negative. Should have just t- he pulled the Brandon Knight basically. Pull you know pull the Brandon Knight pull the Brandon Knight. Oh, man, that was funny. But Sterling yeah, Brown because I mean the Taser. What? Well, he's the Taser. He's the Taser, dude. Sterling the Taser Brown. You know he's gonna be getting a lot more minutes with Brogdon injured. So what are you expecting to see? Obviously Delhi now injured. So we're down two guards. You know essentially you're. Backup point guard of Malcolm Brogdon, your backup to the backup in Delhi, and you're kind of left with. In some ways, most. I mean, I, I hate that he's a backup, but he is. Now he's a backup. Well, I like that he's a backup because I think he can provide a lot coming off the bench from a defensive perspective. He played really well in that second team with Greg Monroe on there um, in years prior. So I think that he can provide a lot. What? I said him and Rowe gets traded again right away. Yeah. Well, so no, he got bought out. The bought out, right? That's different. Correct. Yes. And he went to the Celtics. Big trade. Big move. Looking back at that, what did we get for that trade again? Sorry. We got uh, Bledsoe. We just got Bledsoe and we gave up Brogdon, um, a protected second rounder. Uh, uh, yeah. Still like the trade. Okay. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, we won that trade hands down, but that was the Suns' fault for losing all their leverage to even give Bledsoe up. All right. Okay, well, where's your Chris Sterling Brown? Yeah. So what are you looking to see out of him? I mean, Sean Kilpatrick, who I think has a lot to offer. He has a good upside. Uh, Xavier Mumford has shown a lot on the herd. What are you looking, you know, what do you want to see out of them? Yeah. Even Kilpatrick missed some, missed some shots earlier, but he ended up, I think, scoring like nine points in a minute and 10 minutes or 10 seconds it was ridiculous yeah he had tonight he had 16 so, points yes, in 17 down. minutes that's for sure Bloods will play good though going back to him I mean 23 and 8 they had a shit ton of assists all over the board so played well for the most part their defense was was there obviously Porzingis come down I'm gonna just reiterate that with everything you know that obviously we can put the gas pedal on and really really hammer it at that point 
I mean, that helped us out a lot. I mean, it, it doesn't put necessarily an asterisk on the win. It made the win a lot easier, I would say. I mean, let's go back to last Friday when we played the Knicks at the Bradley Center. I was uh, there, Jabari's um, return. It was a great game. Uh, it was entertaining. Uh, it came down to the wire. I don't think it should have came down to the wire. Obviously, I don't think we were playing great defense, and Cantor really kind of tore us up a little bit down there. Um, Porzingis had a decent game, but, you know, that game was fun. But let's talk Jabari. What are you... I mean, he's playing great. He's looking better than he was after his first injury, and I love the way that he's playing. But, I mean, just in that game, those 15 minutes that he played, you know, let's see, what did he have? He was 4 for 7, 12 points, 3 boards. I mean, a pretty solid showing. Missed a dunk, unfortunately, but he went in for it, and I was really hoping he was yeah, going to jam that. Oh, yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hammered pretty good, so. But, I mean, he played, yeah, he played good in that game, for sure. I like the way he came back after, you know, first time the crowd gave him a big ovation. I mean, you obviously being there can attest to that a lot more than I can, but I felt that through the TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Brad the Center was rocking. Yeah, I mean, he played he played average then. I mean, I don't think, what was his line? Do you have it pulled up? I don't, I mean, he was... Tonight he was honestly, uh, 20 minutes, 10, 10 points, um, let's see, 3 boards, 1 steal, and 1 turnover. Over 2 from 3-pointer. 3-pointer, yeah. I mean, one of them, I feel like he should have knocked I mean, he, he's been playing well. I just, he just needs to get back to feeling the way he needs to feel. I know one of our buddies on Twitter, Painter, the good old Merce Painter. Oh, yeah, let's get to that fan question. Hunter. That's totally... My only Merce, the only Merce I, I, I still talk to these days, you know? Mm-hmm. My buddy uh, brought up the question of, you know, minute restrictions on your body and... I mean, quite honestly, it's when he's ready. I mean, we, I'd love to say, yeah, play him, play him, play him, but we're kind of still with a little bit of injury bug, you know. Bledsoe's getting back to normal without what he's got going on, but, you know, Javari's should be on a minute restriction. I mean, we're going we're gonna to knock on wood and just, you know, and just did there. Um, that, you know, we should be able to make the playoffs without him either way, so hopefully... Right. I mean, I love the question. It's definitely something that needs to get brought up. I mean, his minute restriction, I think, really has to boil down to the trainers and what they think he can do. Um, I mean, I bet you he feels ready to go 100% as any player would at that at that level. But I think you got to keep him restricted at, at you know 20 minutes max until the All Star break a game, and after that, you give him a little bit more rest on that. You let him get more back into the groove with the team practices, things of that nature. But you're really going to try and hold him until we get to the playoffs because that's when you're going to really want him to be 100% and going to want to get a lot of production out of him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially with Brogdon team. coming back. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's best case scenario, isn't it? It is. I mean, that I was... Think, I think, yeah, I mean, he should, yeah. Again, knock out what he should be back to. Yeah, his injury could have been a lot worse. Um, it was obviously wasn't great, but it could have been a lot worse, and that was uh, something a lot of Bucks fans were hoping for. But let's bring it back to that game against the Timberwolves. Um, their loss in the last four games here. Um, so I mean, Timberwolves one hundred eight to eighty nine kind of got blown out of the water. But Brody getting hurt in the first couple minutes of that game really, I think, just kind of put a 
was a big punch to the Bucks team and their enthusiasm, not their enthusiasm, but kind of like it just like hit them hard and they couldn't ever recover from it. Um, you know, Middleton was missing some pretty easy shots, 7 for 20 from the field. Giannis, 6 for 14. He was held under 20 for the third time this season. So I think, and Snell, 1 for 9. Uh, we can kind of get to his woes lately yeah. shooting. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Middleton makes it look easy though, Scott, honestly, because it's not, and he does, he does a good job of it, because he's, he's smooth, he's real smooth, and, he, I mean, I love getting that night, but, he shoots the ball well, he's one of our best scorers, we're definitely going to need him down the stretch, there's no doubt about that, um, Tony Snell though, I mean, I know some of my buddies are hopped up on him, and they love him, but like, I think that's just because he's a knockdown shooter, too, okay? But he doesn't do that in life, like real life. I just, it's not, it's not accurate. And I think he could be, I don't know how much value Tony Snell brings in what he's done, but I mean, he's someone that I would be fine with throwing a trade out there. And do we still have Liggins? Is Liggins still? No, Liggins we cut. We cut Liggins. Um, that was a big trade, a big move day for the Bucks. We we waived him, and then we signed Joel Balomboy, waived Joel, so then he, the herd could pick him back up, and then we signed Xavier Mumford, um, and he pulled up that last spot on the team. So I think that was a good move. He wasn't pro- he wasn't a production at whatsoever on offense. I mean, yeah, he was a great defender. No, but no, on a medal, I'm glad. I, I, how long ago was that again? I'm- Dude, it's a couple weeks, weeks ago. Weeks, weeks, weeks. Yeah, yeah. I thought a couple weeks, yeah. But let's talk about Tony Snell and his value because he does bring value not just being a knockdown shooter. Yeah, yeah. Today he was over 2, but he was a plus 5 on the plus minus. And during the Nets game where he went over 4 from the field, he was a plus 19. So I think he's showing up more um, in the defensive what side. Are, what are like, I mean, I feel like he's, he's been there, but he's also been pretty in a lot of ways. I mean, I think he still has a lot of value. I think I would be willing to trade him if it was for the right person, but I don't even know who you would even lump that in for where I'd really see that worth it. I think a lot of the trades that I've seen, like Whiteside, who uh, everybody on Bucks Nation and Bucks Twitter is like, wants him so bad, and I, I get it to a point, but I don't think you're going to be able to get him without giving up any assets that we just currently need. I think we're kind of set as a team from like that star perspective. Now we need kind of people to round out the team and put guys around Giannis, Bledsoe, Middleton that can really kind of support them and help them, whether it's great gathering rebounds, and you can find guys that are cheaper than Hassan Whiteside just do that and be a better rim protector. I think you essentially just need to find like a broader Henson who can actually box out where it seems like Henson doesn't know what he's doing at times. But also, then you look at games like against right. the Nets, where Henson had a great game and a stat line for the night in the NBA. Yeah, I just shake my head at you because yeah, I agree with it. I mean, uh, there's nothing to disagree with you, what you said, but plumbly in one one regard, that's where we're going to be able to to see some rebounding efforts. I feel like from him, he he's been able to to do that since he's been here just in the recent time but in in his career since he's been in the league he's been you know yeah Marshall's okay I mean he's but, he's on a two-way I mean, deal so we won't have him every game he's good in the pick and roll game 
good at setting screens at the time. He showed that again tonight. He did it four or five times. And I know it's scrubs are in at some point in that in the late fourth quarter, but I mean, I don't know. It's just a plumbing. I don't know either. You never know. There's that indecision with it, right? No, I plumbies are always up in the air. I like I, I when we first got them, I just called it a band aid. So I mean. Right, you can see the fingers, I mean, going up on Skype, I mean, Google Hangouts, sorry. We think it's Skype to work. No free ads. <laughs> Zero regrets. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think, let's talk about something, because I wrote a note during that Friday's game, um, because I saw something that made me laugh hysterically in the stands. And this has to do in regards to Coach Prunty, and something I didn't, never saw from Coach Kidd at all during his tenure here at the Bucks. So, um, if you recall during that game against the Knicks, the um, the refs weren't calling it great. I don't think they were calling them great at the Timberwolves game either. But So, this was, I believe, mid-third quarter. Calls a timeout. Bad call again. Prunty had been like yelling at them all night. So, Prunty steps halfway, into the, essentially into the paint to, to talk to the ref. And he's like yelled at him and he's giving him business, right? Ref's listening. Ref begins to talk. Prunty turns around, his torch shows his back to the ref as the ref is talking to him, grabs his clipboard and starts doing the timeout and running the play as the assistant coach walks over and listens to the ref's talk. And I thought that was the most baller move for him just to be like, yeah, that call was bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then as the guy starts talking back, just like, fuck you, and then just turns around and was like, I don't even care what you have to say. You're calling this game like shit. I, I, I remember actually talking about this because no, I, I, uh, I had some people over Friday and we were hanging out. I didn't see like the middle way from uh, middle of the third quarter until probably the middle of the fourth quarter of that game. So I didn't see that, but that would have been, I would have been impressed as well. And that's another thing, coaching. I mean, you think he's, I mean, it's early on, but conversation has to be had of if he's doing, I mean, they went up 11 rank, eleven positions in the ESPN ranking today. Ooh, because so ESPN yeah, knows all. Ranking for the ninth position. Yeah, okay. I mean, Cleveland also dropped out of the top 10, which, I mean, Cleveland lost to the Magic tonight, so they're going to fall again. Cleveland's not out of the top 10 because of one loss. I didn't. Speculation is there, but it's not accurate. Well, let me answer your question. This isn't a Cleveland uh, podcast. I don't like, you know, diverging from the Bucks. Well, let's stay right on them then. Because let me give you my thoughts on Prunty here. In that he yeah. is, I think he's, I don't know, I'm torn. Because you look at a game like Minnesota where I tweeted out, I think this is his true test against a solid team from the West. A team that you would be looking to play, you know, you, who who has a chance to make a championship run in the next couple years here with Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, Jimmy Butler. And we got blown out of the water by them. Yes, you can argue that injuries I, affected the team yeah. that night and the refs weren't calling it well. Probably because Bill Belichick was there and paid off the refs. But he used all his money during yeah. that game. Mm. Um, but so I think when you look at his game and you look at the way the players are kind of playing around him they seem to be playing more confidently they seem to be having more fun uh, but the biggest thing so, I don't know if they're having more fun really? I mean I don't know maybe like I feel like Giannis is he's locked in like he's, he doesn't show a lot of emotion like he, he has and he, but he's been I feel like he's kind of He's tainted down, and I don't know if it's just since Jason Kidd or not, or if I'm just thinking that, but maybe I just don't want to think, and it's just making me think it, you know? I mean, that's... Like, I just don't, you know, it scares me, like, just shit like that, like, 
Giannis is someone like, hey, look at, you know, magic. 50, 50 G's for tampering with Giannis, which is another whole conversation, which is just complete BS. I, you can't, I, did you, your eyebrows are. No, I'm, I'm looking at you weird because I don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't know, really. Did you look at your phone at all today? Yeah, a lot. Magic Johnson got five. Oh, Magic. I thought you meant the Orlando Magic. Yes, Magic Johnson for tampering. Um, So that was big news today was the tampering for complimenting Giannis. Which I thought was stupid. Which, for saying, you know, he's going to bring a championship to Milwaukee. like. Yeah. He didn't say he was going to bring a championship. And, you know, everybody knows how great Giannis is. And he's doing his job. He's getting it done. I get it. We need to build a team around him. We have that chance. You know. Like that scares me. I mean, it does. I mean, that. Well, I mean, you said he was having more fun. That's what I was getting back to. I think the team is, though. It kind of looks like it. It looks like they are. But here's. In some ways, but then in some ways, it's just like, I feel like. Are they just going locked in? It's third, you know, three three quarters of the way through the the season. Well, fine. Things are changing. They're maturing. They're not kids anymore, either. I mean, (laughs) I mean, half of our team is. Well, are we still the youngest team in the league? Probably not, since we still got Jason Terry, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he affects the average a little bit. Uh, yeah, he bumps it up a few, a few I think we, we're, definitely, we're definitely top five for youngest team. I think the Suns might have us by a bit, because they are really young. But I think that even if you want to say they're more locked in, I like that too, because I don't think they were. And the, what I'm going to say about Prunty is, in his favor, is that games like these Knicks, other than Friday, uh, and the Nets, were... Blow, not necessarily blowout wins, but we had large leads and we closed out those games without really a worry or like not like the thought in the back of your head like oh god we're gonna bucks this game and like lose it after being up twenty five and that was something that was always in my head when Jason Kidd was the coach and let's take that back to the Hornets game at home where we almost we almost lost that game and we were up by like thirty at one point so I think that what you yeah. could, what you see with Prunty is you see us actually beating teams that we should be beating, and we're heading into a schedule where we have the Magic on Friday, um, we have Atlanta, then we go to the Heat. So what? I said yeah, back to back Miami and then uh, oh, and, uh, sorry, yeah, good. Yeah, I mean either way, you're still in Florida, so you're good. Flip flop, whatever. Same state, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's back to back. That's the only reason. Anyway, I mean, you'd think so. I mean, those are all like must not must win games, yeah, but games that we should win. He he's not good. But you cut me off there. I was getting, you know I don't want the viewers to think that I think the Heat are good, but you know they play they're playing well. They have good players, but yeah, those are going to be. Or Orlando came back on a big win tonight. I'm pretty sure against. Uh, yep. They beat the Cavs. Yeah, Cavs. Duh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I think that's like, it goes back to, well, the Cavs are just kind of in turmoil as it is. I mean, Derrick Rose got married during his, like, runaway, and then they got mad at Kevin Love for taking a sick day, and I I don't know what's going on with that team. Well, I just hate the fact that it's just always about LeBron leaving, or LeBron... The, the Warriors leaving. fucking trade? Like, Cleveland, obviously, to everybody, and everybody should know that, that Cleveland wants him to retire. With the Cavs, I mean, no doubt about it, but, you know, LeBron probably runs everything with talks and stuff of him, too. I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy wrote himself a note. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, but... Well, let's run this why, back on you, then. Why are we going back to LeBron? Just knock it off. 
Stop. Well, I blame it on you. You're you're just getting real ADD about it and just talking about okay. everything. Um, oh. let's let me ask this question. What do you think about Prunty? Because you you know I kind of gave much. I mean, I think he if he can kind of take us through the season. If he wins a playoff series, I think you keep him as head coach no matter what. Uh, but I, what do you think? Which from what you've seen so far in the few games that we he's been coaching. Yeah, I mean you can never judge a book by its cover, but I mean he's doing. He's doing a good job overall so far. I mean, but if I am looking at the cover, I just can't trust the guy. He looks like a little sleaze ball with his hair slicked back. Like a, I don't know, he just looks like a just. I, he can't be trusted. But no, I I can't I can't judge his character. I just I think as a basketball coach, he's done everything he needs to do and put the guys in the right position. It's early. I mean, he's fighting for a job just like the three other guys potentially on the bench. I mean, someone that I think. Dark Horse, Vin Baker, moves to, I mean, it's not a Dark Horse, right? Not a Dark Horse. I don't think he has a shot. I don't want another player to coach. I want a coach. I don't think he has a shot. No, I think he's. I think he he deserves the assistant coaching spot, and I think he will do a lot for the team. But I don't want another player coach. I want a coach who's been in the league, been coaching for years. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying that. That's yeah. That's definitely a good argument against it. But I mean, if we're trying to, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so defend it. Why? Why do you think Ben Baker has a shot? I don't get paid that that paycheck to make those decisions on coaching, but I can speculate on it. <laughs> I think it's a, definitely an argument. That's a hot take, though. That's a hot take for sure. I'm just happy that the Bucks are actually winning when they're supposed to win. Like, yeah, against the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, it, yes, Porzingis went down, obviously, but like that's a game that we should still go in and win. It, it would have been a tougher win with Porzingis on the court, but it just makes me feel so much better as a as a fan. And we're inching on that third spot in the East, a game and a half behind. But then you look at it, and we're like. I think it's three or five games away from not even being in the playoffs. That's how bunched the Easts are, and that's kind of where everybody's looking right now. So where do you see the Bucks landing in the final playoff standings, and who do you think we're going to play? How do you think it's going to go? I really hope we freaking get uh, home court advantage. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, is that realistic, really? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is. It's realistic, but I don't think we need to be I don't really think... <laughs> I think we can make a run. I hope we can make a run. As far as for who we want, who we want to play, and who we're, you know, gonna get up to. I mean, or get matched up with. I mean, that's kind of a crapshoot for right now, right? I mean, I gotta look at the league to be honest. I, what is uh, what does the bottom of the league look like? Uh, I'd have to pull up the Eastern Conference standings here, quick. All right, so we're looking at obviously Celtics number one, Raptors number two, Cavs are third right now, Wizards are fourth, so Bucks are five. I meant we are so yeah, we're a game and a half out of the fourth yeah. spot. Excuse me, I made an error in my first thought, but I mean, so you're That's looking at like. Marching myself, I was like, I look, I thought it's only been like a week. I'm like, should sure didn't change that much. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm just flipping the whole table. I'm just, I'm. That's what I think is gonna happen. We're gonna be in that third spot. We're gonna get home court. First round, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, Washington, obviously, with, you know, Wall going up, that's a huge, huge blow for them. They're still good. They're still a great team with Beal. I mean, Beal's a beast. Yeah, but I think in a seven-game series, we could totally beat them because you look at them, and they're similar yeah, to the Bucks in that they don't have a I great bench. That, but I'm saying as far as from someone we could match up with, yeah. I feel like they're going to slide a little bit, and we could find them, maybe find them in that spot. 
True. I mean, that's a totally that's totally yeah. fair. Four or five, yeah, somewhere in there. The one that scares me the most dude, is the Sixers. Boston, I think, has got the number one seed wrapped up. Oh yeah, I think that's a lock. I think you can lock that in right now. Even though Toronto, I mean, I take that back. Toronto is. I mean, they're tied. They're one game back. Yeah, but they're they're two games back. Or one game back, but I think they're gonna blow their but, load. They're gonna they're gonna fall off again. They're gonna fall to the middle of the pack like they always do. Yeah. I think with the addition of Greg Monroe, it only makes the Celtics better. They were number two last year, weren't they? Yeah, but then they got swept in the second round of the playoffs. Maybe they won't fall in the standings, but they're not gonna make it far in the playoffs. They never are. They never will. Not with their team. Pacers. I mean, that's. I feel like that's a crash shoot every night. You know, it depends on... Uh, Old Depot. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I got some... Actually, a buddy of mine, that he goes to a bunch of Pacer games and I always see his Snapchat. Um, and that's always, you know, depending on... on uh, one big thing, if Old Depot shows up or not. I mean, for the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, but I mean... Then you look at kind of like who's just outside. I think you look at the Pistons with the addition of Blake Griffin. They could be looking to make a run. Uh, they're on a four-game win streak right now. I don't know how much that's going to help them long-term because they lost some young ass, some assets in Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley who I thought were contributing a lot to their run early in the season. Um, but I think they were really just looking to get essentially their next Greg Monroe, if you will, to play alongside Andre Drummond and maybe take a little bit of the heat off him from a rebounding and rim-protecting perspective. But again, I think my biggest fear is kind of matching up with the Sixers because they match up super well against us. Even with Embiid out and them shooting two for 24 from the three-point line, they were still in that game that we played against them and could could give us a run for our money in a seven-game series. But I think I like where we're kind of sitting right now and where we're trending to the end of the season. But we'll see what happens, really. I mean, that's all we can do and just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I know. It's just feels like it's forever away. Yeah, I know, but it'll be here before you know it. But let's talk about injuries again, because Giannis went down grabbing his right ankle during the Nets game and been playing through that injury on his left ankle. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to see him sit for a little while, but I don't know how much we can let him. Would you want to see him sit, maybe let, let those ankles rest a little bit, hit healed up a little bit, or are you kind of hoping to still see him play through it almost until the All-Star break? I mean, at this point, I just want to make him happy, right? I feel like whatever he feels, I mean, to a certain point, we have to guide him. He's still 23 years old. Yep. But, and then tell him what he needs to do in certain situations, but feel what he's feeling. I mean, if he's tired, if he's if he's fresh, I mean, he's 23, his legs are going to feel good. I think they think they would, right? I mean, he's got half the miles that some of these guys got on, you know? Whereas he's feel blood he's just... You know, his legs are coming back to him. He's feeling good. Um, or even him, I feel like. I know Brogdon and Delhi are out, but, you know, have him come in and rest as well a little bit in some spots. But I think Giannis, no. I mean, I don't I don't think we need to rest him overly. That's fair. Maybe not now. I mean, before they're all set break, but it's a, yeah, somewhere between also breaking the, the playoffs give them maybe a stretch of a week or you know a couple back-to-back games where you on the road or something and um i don't know i think that's it 
something that we can't let them just have free reigns with, but we gotta gotta be able to limit it in some way. Definitely. Well, I mean, one thing that's really been uh, good in Prunty's coaching it has been his rotation of Giannis and keeping his minutes down, keeping him to like those six-minute bursts where he'll keep him on the court and then kind of let him sit for a couple, put him back out there, whereas kid would play him for like a full quarter and then give him a rest. So I like that. I mean, he's not has not been overly playing 40 minutes a game anymore. So I think that definitely helps a lot. But man, I was so scared to see him go down and be in pain like that. And I was so scared it was his knee. And as just like, as we get Jabari back, we lose Brogdon. And then if we were to lose Giannis, that would be like the final blow, I think, to this team. In yeah, our I don't kind of hopes. Talk about that. Like, I think before that shit scares me. So. I think it scares all of us, but it's still... Still needs to be talked about. Come on. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Don't want like, injuries. No, I mean we can talk about injuries, but not potential ones. I mean it's tough. It's, it goes down like that. You yeah, you immediately think any fan of any superstar, any team's best player, or even role players. I mean you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But true. At the end of the day, it's what it is in this day and age. They do this. They do this thing hundreds of thousands of millions of times throughout their life and it's bound to happen in some contact. I mean obviously in some even sports and practice as you can see with like Teddy Bridgewater and I mean Tom Brady cutting his hand open that he's gonna not make it to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. I mean anyway, that's for sure. You know, it happens, you know. It, it does happen anyway. Um, so as we kind of round out this episode of the podcast, any last thoughts, any other things that you want to bring up right away, um, kind of as your your last couple of thoughts here? Just got to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, move the ball, get pressure um, on defense. Our defense has played well lately and, and showed up for the most part. I mean, we showed that tonight. Obviously, again, Porzingis being up, but, you know, contesting shots and blocking out and being able to get those offensive boards and at times too is something that those easy putbacks uh, because of our length is something we have to take advantage of at all times it is um, one thing I want to talk about which I thought was kind of funny it was uh, just a thought that came up I saw on Twitter from somebody who was like so, did we just leave Rashad in Brooklyn when we went to Manhattan? <laughs> like, we just played the nuts and we're like, yeah, here, you can just have him. We're going to leave him here and we're going to go. And who's so going to... Sterling Brown at the police department? <laughs> I mean... Or... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can we bring up that conversation then? I mean, I would have been fine with it if we would have got some sort of bounty for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Oh, man. Um, like, uh... Uh, can we get like a third rounder? <laughs> yeah, who wants who wants him? No. <laughs> that, that fair? I mean, we worked that into this contract. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my no, last I, couple. I mean, Bond, someone. I feel like he he's, he he's there. That's someone that that's who I was actually trying to think of before when I blanked and just you know I was thinking of Terry obviously being there, but I'm you know being able to give E fucking blood cell. A break. We got. I feel like Vaughn can. He can do it. I mean, he's there. He's been inconsistent as well, but he can shoot the ball in, at times. Um, and bring some high energy on the defense is what he needs to do. 
I mean, that's when he's got players like Giannis and Jabari and Middleton in there. What he's got to do is find the open man, create a little space, get to those those gaps and, and kick it or, <laughs> or just lob it up. We didn't even talk about that. Okay, that's my closing remarks. Right okay, there. so your closing remarks is the Giannis jam? Closing remarks is Giannis jumping over Tim Hardaway Jr. Jumping over. And it's not because like, he tried to jump over him. He tried... He got in his way. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, there's no room underneath me. You're just going to have to go underneath me as well. <laughs> like, he's... It's... It was ridiculous, but... He got up for that. That was big time. That was. That was a crazy play. It looked easy. Like, really easy. And that's... But, I mean, that's Giannis. That's just what you come to expect. That's why he's going to... He fills seats. I mean, obviously, in Milwaukee, and he's always going to. Well, he's here. But in every other stadium, he can do the same thing. So, if he keeps I mean, doing stuff like that, this is... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. it was pretty crazy. Um... So very yeah, nice. Giannis was good. I think that one thing that's going to be very interesting as we see heading into this trade deadline on Thursday. Um, what? You got one more thing? What's that? What? You got one I more thing? I just have one more thing to add. Yeah. You can go ahead. No. I'm just putting the one up like, yep, one more. Oh, one more final thought for oh. Cody Redick. Um. Final comment, and this might be me being stupid. I'll just ask you now since I brought it up. Go for what it. Is the, na- is the name going to stay what it is right now, the Wisconsin Entertain- Sports and Entertainment Center? I have no that's idea. Not, that's actually that's actually a good question. Know I know that's a good question because I think I don't know. That, that can't be no. I don't. Can that be the name? I think it's very long. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. It's what? I, I yeah. I'm curious to see what's going on because I when I that's something we gotta research and figure out and the people know or can help us out on that. Well, I so. I've heard that there is a naming rights already taken i don't know if they've released yeah, it i tried to pry it out of your from our source friend. from our source yeah. we'll call her <laughs> yeah she didn't she didn't budge at all yeah they're not allowed to tell anybody they're who the naming rights are 20 questions that day that <laughs> i ran out of all 20 <laughs> yeah i mean or she could just be playing with us who knows Jeez. apparently the guy that i uh, didn't fold pocket aces too today. It was wasn't a good life as well. Oh um, man, let's not talk about your poker woes here, Cody. Yeah, if anybody else is there, sees me. Hey, give me a shout out. Tomorrow. I'll be there. Saturday. Every day. Good morning. <laughs> um, but all right, I think um, one thing I'm looking for in the next couple days as we head into the trade deadline on Thursday is this uh, work on Horst, who's actually apparently been on the phones constantly looking for a replacement as like a point guard to kind of come in and fill that role for Delian Brogdon. Um, a great role player, hopefully cheap, and any other types of moves that they're looking to do, like we've already talked about unloading those bad Brogdon contracts. Dead. No, no, never, not even close. I do not want him uh, on my team. You said cheap. I don't said care. Cheap. He's not good. I didn't say good. I said cheap. I said a good role player. He could be a role player. Not a good one. I think... Around. He no. played for Bo Ryan in the offense. Stop. Let him swing the ball around to Giannis and Henson when he lobs it. He's not swinging Henson. Henson doesn't lob, but he can do that too. He can lob it. Stop. Get Frank the Tank. He can stop it. I mean, it's cheap. You just no. Cheap. He's not doing no. anything. I think he's on. He's. I think he's on a G League team. So no. I think he is too, but G League him up. Make no. NBA up. No. NBA. 
All right, Cody, where can they find you on social? Uh, on social on Twitter, Vicolator07, so rockin' the Vicolator. <laughs> at Vicolator07 on Instagram, where at? C-Relic23, and yeah. Awesome. I am at Jakubitz. The podcast is at Bucks Radio. We appreciate listening to this chill conversation between the two of us. It was a good time. It's always fun talking to my buddy Cody here. Um, and it was a great Bucks win today. Blowout win, 103-89. Um, good win as we head into a small break here into the trade deadline and heading down into the warm Florida. All right. Thanks for rocking with us. All right. Well, that was a great conversation with my boy Cody. Uh, it was a lot of fun to get to talk to him. I always love talking to him. Uh, and, you know, I love the way the Bucks are playing. I'm going to say it again. I'm happy with the way that we're going. We're on an upswing. Injuries have been plaguing us, but we've been playing through them as we talked about. And, you know, like I said, follow us on Twitter at Bucks underscore radio. Please like or subscribe to the episode. Give us a rating on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Tweet us any fan questions that you have and let us know how we're doing. All right. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Have a great week, guys. Cheers. Thank you.